Christmas is in the books, but there's plenty of time to stuff our stockings with some more cash because the pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to another fantastic edition of the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app, the absolute best tool that there is out there for your DFS needs. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you. And we got one more week to go here. Chris Meany, how was your holiday? How was your boxing day? More importantly, did you box a lot of stuff? Was it a lot of boxes? A lot of, I imagine Amazon basically should sponsor Boxing Day in Canada now. Yeah, they should. Um, it was a pretty chill holiday break. It's It's been great. Christmas was good. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy holidays. Yes, thanks for taking the time to hang out with Joe and I. But yeah, it was, it was all good. You know, I saw a movie, Uncut Gems. Adam oh, how was it? I've heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah, it was really good. I was I was entertained for the the entire movie, kind of on the edge of my seat. It was a different Netflix or Sandler. It's so it's going to come out on Netflix, but it was in um, just one of the TIFF like Toronto Festival. They have like ah. a, a, a festival out here, but it, well, that happens. Chris Meany going out to the film festival circuit? Were you in a hot tub with Robert Redford too, <laughs> drinking some? I, nice, I wasn't. Uh, so the, the festival. <laughs> I wish. So the festival was it was actually in September, but one of the theaters um, it was playing in that one. So it's in nice. select few select theaters in Canada. I think maybe like all over the place in the states, or maybe select theaters in the states as well. But I think for most people, will be able to see it in the new year uh, on Netflix. But yeah, it was good, man. It was great. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I got my kids festival, Nerf guns for Christmas, movie. which uh, we set up a bunch of water bottles this morning. <laughs> we opened up the Nerf guns and we were taking target <laughs> practice down the hall. So uh, it was a controlled hallway environment. It was very yeah. safe. We had them up on uh, <laughs> empty plastic water bottles on chairs, shooting them with the Nerf guns. So, uh, yes, I, I, I finally broke down and, and did it. I just think I want to shoot a Nerf gun again. It's been a while. It's it's fun. But, uh, yeah. You know what's funny? The it's aftermath awesome. of Christmas, it seems like just a bunch of tissue paper everywhere. Like, where'd all this tissue paper everywhere? Work? Everywhere. It's just, and it's and, all crumpled into and, balls. Oh, and you have no man. use. You can't reuse it because it's crumpled and gross. It is. I'm gonna be. I'm telling you, next year, you and I forget this whole fantasy sports thing. We're gonna get in the tissue paper business. Me and you. Me and you. We paper. really should. And and you know, you say you can't reuse it, but Deanna just she collects it all, and it's like, why? Why are you keeping this? It costs a oh, dollar. You get like a twenty pack for it. next year. Yeah. So then it's just tissue paper all over the house for the whole I reuse year. The like bags, away, but I won't. Um, I always reuse the bags. The bags I'm all about reusing because those are a pain. You got to go buy. But the tissue paper, by the time it's all done, I don't want to unfold and flatten it out and fold it again. God bless. God bless your girl there because she's saving the trees one tree at a time with all, especially the redwood trees that give you the red uh, tissue paper. A lot of people don't realize that. That's a joke, people. She's all about saving the trees, too. All right. Let's let's try to save. It's a joke. Let's try. It's a joke, people. Redwood trees don't give you red tissue paper. Fun fact. I know it sounds like it would be cool, but it's it's not true. Uh, but what is true is that pay lines are going to be huge today because it's the last week of the season. Nobody's playing defense. A bunch of backups are in. It's the wild, wild west of DFS. And if it's not for you, I get it. But it's kind of fun. So just be prepared 
that you're going to have to number one, find teams that have guys that are playing for things. And number two, find guys that are going to be playing the whole game because the last thing you need is somebody coming out in the third, fourth quarter of a game or not playing at all and have them in your lineup because there's just no way you're going to cash with that. So let's just go through a couple of these major guys not playing. DJ Moore out with a concussion. Terry McLaurin out with a concussion. Uh, Chris Meany out with a concussion. No, Uh, Chris Godwin (laughs) out with an hamstring. We've got uh, Zach Ertz who was supposed to practice today, Friday. So that's something to keep an eye on with that. Uh, Is there any other major injuries? Um, I know Leonard Fournette did not practice Thursday. That's another one. Kyler Murray was there. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I guess Kyler Murray's going to play, though, just because he's going to try for that, you know, rookie of the year kind of means something, I think, to him. Um, But I wouldn't bet on Godwin. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of things there. Um, Michael Thomas was limited with a hand issue i know he had it wrapped we saw that on the christmas video he did when he brought presents to a kid he was like what's wrong with your hand he's like oh football <laughs> yeah and i'm looking i'm like oh my god what's wrong with your hand michael thomas <laughs> oh yeah man ugly and uh, there's Landry, a few, there's a few big surgery by the way too that's another one apparently he played all year through this and he's had a pretty productive season so yeah i, I mean there's there's Landry Ertz was not spotted at practice today. So I, I can't imagine that he plays dealing with the, the fractured rib. Um, Red Ellison is just a small guy that we've talked about over the past few weeks when Evan Ingram wasn't around. Ingram's out. Ellison's out. Um, Josh Jacobs is probably not going to play this week. Um, there's another well, one Christian McCaffrey too. will I've... play and it looks like Derek Henry's going to play. So Henry's got yeah. a shot at the rushing title too, with a big day. So I understand that. Plus it's important a lot on the line there. too. Right. Yeah, a lot on the line too. And no Jamal Williams, which is huge for for Aaron Jones. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's start. So that's your general notes there as of we're recording this Friday. So keep an eye out Saturday, Sunday for all the rest of the news. And let's start here. Let's kick things off. One o'clock games, Browns, Bengals. Let's go with this. Um, now look, uh Browns, obviously, Landry's been playing with it all year, but towards the end of the season. So I would not be looking for Landry in this game. Uh, Odell's been disappointing. I think Chubb is that, you know, we've been going back and forth, Chubb and Hunt. I think this is a week where you like Chubb. And on the other side, Tyler Boyd coming off a big game, Joe Mixon coming off a down game. But I think as long as Mixon's healthy, you go right back to the Mixon well. Mixon, Chubb, Boyd, those are the three pieces in this game I like the most. I think I have the most upside, decent returns. Is there anything else that I'm not mentioning here in this game that you think you want to get involved in? Because I'm fading the Browns wide receivers here. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I think the Bengals win this game. I think Cleveland's just completely checked out. These two teams played a couple weeks ago in Cincinnati. They they won the the yards game and the turnover game, and they still lost somehow. They they found a way to lose that game. But I actually like Andy Dalton from it. I won't play any cash this week. I'm a big cash game player, but I tend to stay away from it week 17 because I just you just don't know. Uh, and there's only a few games that I really want to target, but this is one from the Cincinnati side of things. I mean, $5,900 for Andy Dalton was probably going to be his last game as a Bengal. He threw the ball 56 times last week. He's going to probably, he's going to want to go out on top. So I like, I like the connection of Dalton and Boyd. You mentioned Boyd had a big game last week and he's just had bigger games with Dalton under center as opposed to Ryan Finley. And mm-hmm. yeah, I get the Chubb thing, but it's um, that's basically the only Brown I would touch. Yeah. And Mixon should be fine. I mean, Mixon was dealing with the illness last week, and I think that's yeah. why he had a dead game. But he still had 23 touches, and he's had at least 23 touches in four straight weeks. So, And hey. and also, he lit up this Browns team in week 14, crushing them on the yes. ground. And, and Mixon ground. for 73 on FanDuel, I love. I love that value. Yeah. On DK yeah, 72, that's, that's decent, but on FanDuel especially – 
that's a really solid spot for him there. So I'm I'm just I'm done with Baker Mayfield. It's it's been a long oh, season. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. Now that the Bengals I think have basically locked up the one spot. That's it. Even if they win, nobody right. else has two wins. So right. they can go out there and try this week. Good for you, Bengals. Go out there and try. And what a what a fun capper to the Freddie Kitchens head coaching uh saga that will be losing to the Bengals on the road to close the season, then close out his head coaching career with the Browns because he's not going to be coached next year. Dolphins Patriots. Great. Now the Pats are playing for something. They started running out of the power eye again with Sony Michelle using the uh, Roberts, the linebacker as a fullback. It started to work. I like that. I can't believe it. This is the first time all year I'm going to say these words. Ready for it? You brace yourselves. I like Sony okay. Michelle this week. Oh my God. I can't believe I said that. I mean, $4,900. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I was very impressed with New England's game last week against yes. Buffalo. I thought on both sides, you know, their defense has shown up all year, but I was really impressed with their offense. They had a bit of an identity to them. They marched up and down the field several times. They had, they put together really nice drives and Sonny Michelle looked good. I mean, he was solid 21 carries for 96 yards the week before that 19 for 89. So maybe they found something here, you know, over the past couple of weeks with, with the run game and they're going to need it. Let's be honest. They're going to need the run game to, they're going to need all of those backs and white Michelle and Burkhead to, to, you know, be productive for them to, to really go on a nice run here. So I think $4,900 against Miami. I mean, I'm shocked at the price, even with Michelle being as bad as he has been for most of the year. I'm still shocked at the, the fact that he checks in at under 5K against a Dolphins team that hasn't been able to stop anybody, especially running backs this year. So I like the call. Yeah. Uh, and look, he's 4900 because he doesn't catch the ball. But if he gets in the end zone, he's going to return value. So yes. there's no way he's not going to hit 12 or 15 points if he gets a touchdown in this game. And is the Dolphins, not the Bills. Bills are very good defense. The Dolphins are not right. a very good defense. So I would also pay attention to Nikhil Harry at 4,200 over on DK. Another guy who could put a flex. He's gotten some red zone looks lately. And I'm telling you, he might start to be that guy towards the end of the year, kind of like Malcolm Mitchell a couple years ago. Edelman at 73 is okay. On the flip side of this game, yeah, I mean, Fitzpatrick's been fantastic, but it's a tough matchup. So I'm going to fade away, and uh, now that you got Gilmore and Jackson playing so well in the corners, I'm just going to fade away all the Miami team here. I think this is a romp for the Patriots. So even in garbage time, I don't expect a big thing there. And if you're in agreement, let's move on to Bears and Vikings. Man, oh, man, Kirk Cousins, that's not a good outing, bro. Monday was not a good look, bro, for Kirk Cousins and no. company. So... What's your take on this one against the Bears? Because these are two teams that have been nothing but infuriating. Is there anything besides Allen Robinson that you feel comfortable with? <laughs> yeah, that's really only it, Joe, is, is Allen Robinson. And you're going to have to really spend on the price tag. But he has been getting a lot of the targets, at least eight targets in you know every week since week 12. I mean, 12 last week, 14 the week before that, and double digits in four of his last five. And I don't know how many guys are going to play in Minnesota. You know, that was it for them. I think they're locked into that six seed. I don't think we'll see everybody play on defense. I, you know, Thielen has been pretty much invisible in the two games since he's returned. How much is Diggs going to play? What's the running back situation going to be there? Uh, so I'm I'm not interested in in anyone, honestly. I'd Maybe Bears defense in, in a couple spots. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Allen Robinson or that's it. I suppose if, if you play a, a ton of lineups, as much as Mike Boone just absolutely crushed everybody last week and, you know, in the Monday night contest and in season long leagues, you either won or lost, you know, you you could have potentially won or lost your season long championship because of Mike Boone. And anybody who's coming over to play DFS for the first time, week 17, they probably won't play Mike Boone if they had him in their season long format. So potentially, if Cook and Madison is out, but I'm staying away from this game for the most part. 
All right, let's get to the next one here. Kansas City Chiefs on the schedule at home against the Chargers. Chargers are always tough to figure out. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the Kansas City defense has played much better. I really like them this week at home against the Chargers. Uh, even though the Chargers have weapons, I feel like it's it's a good matchup for them just because they played so well and I like the home game. Um, T.Y. Hilton, 77 on DK. That's not awful. I think that's a really good matchup for him, uh, especially because he's playing on the left side of the field there too, whereas Derwin James is on the right side, so it depends on how they get flowed around. But uh, Mahomes is a cash game quarterback. I understand on the FanDuel side, he's 86. It's expensive, but... If you with no Lamar Jackson on the slate, if you want to go right. ahead and try to make the argument that he's it's worth paying up because there's hardly anybody else in that class, okay. Um, I'm not going to pay up for Kelsey. I'm just not doing it. I'll, there, I think there's other ways you could do tight end, but Mahomes and Hill, that I got. Anything on the Charger side of this game that interests you, Chris? Not really. Maybe Eckler at 62. Just he's been he's just been so dominant, you know, in in terms of just catching balls out of the backfield. You know, five catches, five catches, four, four, eight. Those are his last five games. So you're 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 getting anywhere from four to seven catches from Eckler on a consistent basis, and you, you figure the Chiefs are going to be able to score points. So he probably gets in there and catches a few balls. Keenan Allen maybe potentially as well. But this is another game that I'm kind of staying away from. I think you're you're right if you are a cash game player and just looking at all the top quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson, uh, Drew Brees. Are they just going to run the football there against Carolina? on the road in Carolina, Aaron Rodgers, they've just been running the football in green Bay. Tannehill, I think is a decent cash game. Watson probably not going to play. So all those top quarterbacks, you know, I think, you know, Mahomes definitely stands out there, but this is another game where I'm just, I'm not totally interested. I think Hill and Mahomes make sense, but on the other side with the chargers, just don't really know what to make with them. By the way, uh, just a quick note. I just saw this come across from pro football talk. They just said all of the starters for the Vikings are sitting. So there you go. There you go. <clears throat> I literally just saw that as we're recording here. There, so there's another one bites the dust for That's you. That's what so I many, assumed. That's yeah, what I assumed. So I've heard Bears defense in play. Hey, Minnesota Vikings off the board. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't go. play anyone. There's no need. Maybe, nope. like I said, maybe Boone touches the ball like 30 times. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess if Kirk Cousins is playing quarterback, maybe it'll be better. Who knows? Oh, Kirk. <laughs> so, talk about sandwiching like a really good season in between two pieces of crap. Like the his September – and that game on Monday night were so bad. And yet everything in between, he was basically the same statistical quarterback as Russell Wilson, if you can believe it. And if you don't believe me, go check the numbers because it's true. But I don't know, man. It's just so bizarre. Uh, the Jets at Bills, no Jets in this one. I'm telling you, stay away from this. This is going to be ugly for the Jets. Buffalo is going to be strong in this one. Josh Allen at 7,600. They're playing. They've already said that they're playing, guys. This is what they're they're trying to go in strong. This is an in-division game. They want to make a statement that they're the next team to beat next year in this division, and I like that. I like what the coach is doing here. Josh Allen at 76 is a terrific value of quarterback. I like Singletary in this one, despite the fact that the Jets have been very good against the run. The Jets are not in it anymore. The Jets are out. So keep that in mind as a contrarian play. I think you can stomach Singletary here at 62 on the FanDuel side. He's just 54 over on DK, so very cheap. That's got flex play written all over it. Uh, John Brown is back in business this week at 6K over on DK. Really like his pricing. He's at 64 on FanDuel. And basically, he's replacing that DJ Moore thing because DJ Moore was our guy in that price range. He's not playing. So to me, it's Josh Allen and John Brown. Uh, I got no love for the Jets. Do you have any love for the Jets or anybody else in Buffalo that I haven't mentioned? Um, no, not really. I thought about Lev Bell. I I, I wasn't totally buying McDermott saying that he was going to play everyone, but I guess, you know, 
I think it yeah, makes sense. It I make think of this young sense. team, you want to yeah. get them out there. Now, look, yeah. if they get up by a lot, I can see by the end of They'll it, maybe them pulling guys. But here's the thing. Yeah. The key word in there is, or words are a lot. So if, if yeah. they're up by a lot, they get that, right, then they've gotten what you need. Because they're not, yeah. you're not paying 81 for Josh Allen. You're paying 76. That's all right. Yeah. I think you can get by there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just takes what he does on the ground, and then it just takes one shot to to John Brown, who, you know, he lit up the Jets earlier in the season, too, over 100 yards against them. Now, Green Bay Packers, they're going to go on the road and finish up against the Detroit Lions. Rodgers is 83. Adams is 84. Uh, this is a great matchup here. I know they tried to get Lazard the ball, but I'm I'm not feeling that. I'm not trying that. Um, I feel like Rodgers and Adams could use a good game together, and this would be a good situation. And if Darius Slay ends up sliding over and – going over to his side slay is not been good his pff rank is like in the 70s i believe so let's not pretend like he's the guy he used to be or patrick peterson or xavier Rhodes. all these corners are not the same dudes they used to be it's Lattimore. it's gilmore after that it's you can have the rest for the most part there's a couple i mean um who am i thinking of what's his name jalen ramsey's still pretty good as well Rams is good, but I mean, Jenkins is taking a step back. Josh Norman, all these guys that were elite corners, they've taken. Yeah, it really. Right. I mean, I feel like a couple, like four years ago, it was like, wow, look at all these great corners. Now it's kind of like, I don't know. Maybe they're all just aging at the same time. But uh, how do you feel about this game here? Packers lines or anything you've got your eye on that you want to start? Would you start Rogers? Uh, Because I look at that price at 83 and I say, well, 300 bucks more. I'd rather have Mahomes. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not crazy about Rodgers. The the one time I I played him in cash, he actually burned me. Uh, it, was against, <laughs> it was against Washington, and I mean, I haven't written him up, you know, with the footballers all year as a cash game play. And you just look at the game log. I mean, he has two, maybe three tournament performances that would win you the big bucks. I mean, Oakland, he had the 46 points against the Eagles. He had 30. Those came in the first half of the season. And then the last few weeks, I mean, nine points against Minnesota, 14 against Chicago and 12 against Washington. That's not going to cut it. And against San Fran, 10, Carolina, 10 and the Chargers, 12. So basically six of his last seven performances, he's averaging you know, right around that 10 to 12 fantasy point mark. That's not, it's not good enough. And it's just, he just only has one weapon in Adams. I mean, you mentioned Lazard and other guys, like they're just starving for somebody to step up in that offense. I like Aaron Jones a lot. And I think if you want to get away from Aaron Jones, you probably go Adams and Rogers with that stack. Green Bay is still playing for something, but for Jones, who touched the ball 25 times last week, scored two touchdowns for the second straight game. He's got 19. TDs this season 19 and Jamal Williams hasn't practiced he didn't practice again today so with no Williams we don't have to worry about anybody coming in and stealing those goal line touches anybody coming in and taking those catches away I think it's just a lock if you're a cash game player I think Jones is an absolute lock yeah I would agree with that all right New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers Panthers are down to the bottoms here. Can they get CMC enough to return that value on the giant salary, Chris? I don't know. I, I I don't know. Do you want to play this game this week? Is this the week to play it or the week to stay away from it? I feel like it's a stay away. Yeah, I think it's a stay away too. I just think Carolina is just absolutely brutal. No DJ Moore to move the ball. Will that Gerdin hurt looked a good lot. last week. Yeah, it did. And, you know, McCaffrey could could potentially do enough, but if he does, it's because of his involvement through the air, right? So I wouldn't play him on Fandle. I think he's an absolute fade on Fandle. You only get the half point, but last week, 15 targets, 15 catches. I could see that again. 
I could really see at least double digit targets and double digit catches for him. I think he's only like a handful of yards away from like a, a milestone in the receiving game as well. So uh, he'll, he'll probably get his the, the 50, 60 yards, but yeah, I'm not spending 10 K for him. I, I don't, I don't really want to spend 10 K for him on DK. I'll tell you what though. I will spend seven, nine for Alvin Kamara uh, and seven, yeah, eight over should. on DK. He is look. Carolina's been we were all over brutal. that last week. There, like. Yeah, we were, and he finally got touchdowns, and everyone rejoices. Yeah. And yeah. I like this trend where we're going here because it's another great matchup. Uh, according to the Lion Star app, last uh, ten weeks here, Carolina's at the very bottom in terms of running backs uh, touches, uh, touches, yardage allowed, touchdowns per game, basically everything. Fantasy points per game. They're all like in the dregs in the very bottom. Up. It's a dream matchup. I think you cannot have a lineup without Alvin Kamara in it this week. I think this is the one. You just go and and look, Michael Thomas is at 99 over on DK. So he's gone up a lot here. It's a good matchup for him too. But give me Kamara. That's the piece I want. I'll find my receiver somewhere else this week too. I actually don't want to pay up for Michael Thomas this week too. I feel like that's kind of difficult to do. You feel like he got the record and that's it? Well, here's my concern is the hand. The hand is an issue. They say it's not an issue, but you know you don't need uh, you don't need Michael Thomas to win this football game. I love Jared Cook in this game. <laughs> I love yeah, Jared Cook. Too. I love Kamara. I think Breeze will figure it out. They're going to roll Carolina. You just get Michael Thomas healthy to the bye. Yeah, that's what you're trying to do here, and you don't get fancy here. And I'm a little concerned here. I'm gonna for the first time fade away from that. Buccaneers at Falcons. Chris Meany, take it away. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm all ears here. What do you want to do? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Julio is always so scary to play in cash because like, he's got the questionable tag. He's had it next to him basically all year long, and it's a meaningless game. But it's been meaningless games over the past couple of weeks for Atlanta. And even still, Julio, has che- he checks in with with 35 targets. 35 targets in the last two games. It's like almost 60% of the target share two weeks ago when he had 20 targets and 13 grabs. So over his last two games... This is somebody who's got 300 yards and, 30, and 23 catches. So he has just been absolutely lights out. So I think, you know, the play is you probably fade Michael Thomas. You take the the big time salary savings that you're going to get with Julio Jones at 8-5 compared to 9-9. And I think against the Bucks, you just you count on another guy who's probably going to lead the week in targets and catches. Right. So I think Julio and Matt Ryan are definitely in play. I think if you want to get real crazy with your lineups and you're looking to, you know, be ultra contrarian, I think potentially Devonta Freeman is in play too, because I think people will shy away from Freeman because the Bucks run defense has been so good. But last week, 10 targets, nine catches, the Calvin Ridley effect is a lot of it has just gone to Julio and Freeman in the passing game. So as bad as Freeman has been on the ground, he has had some big catch games. One earlier in the season with eight grabs, another one with eight grabs, and then last week with nine. So he's got at least three games, at least eight catches. So I think if you're over on DK and you're looking to be contrarian, I think that's the way to go. But honestly, probably just Perriman. I still like Perriman. Perriman and Julio. Those are the two guys. But I'm out on Jameis. I'm not into All right. I'll tell you what. I'm in on your Eagles this week because now we're in the 4 o'clock games here. And I can tell you this right here. I like Carson Lentz against them Giants. And I love Dallas Goddard this week. I love it. you got to love Goddard. Ertz is not 100%. I want Ertz to be on the field and not 100%. I want to be a decoy, and I want all the Goddard, all the Ward, and all the Miles Sanders, too. Because let me tell you something, bro. Yes. Let me tell you something. Miles Sanders, <laughs> over the last two months of the season, is, I want to say, RB6 overall or RB8. Something insane like that. And you go, what? How is that possible? Go look at the numbers. 
He is right in that range. He's been brilliant all-purpose wise. So give me him against this Giants team. Now, look, the Giants put up a ton last week. Went to overtime with the Redskins. What do you think of this Giants offense? Saquon certainly looks like Saquon again. Yeah, he does. Saquon looks good. Um, uh, Even if Saquon doesn't have the success on the ground, like he's had two dream matchups and he's He's absolutely crushed the last two teams he played, Washington and Miami. He's racked up 422 Tougher yards matchup here, obviously. And eight catches, but it is tougher. Eagles run defense. They're going to, just like they did last week with Dak, they had a great game plan. You know, Dak's shoulder was all bummed. They said, listen, we're not going to let Zeke beat us on the ground. That's probably going to be the Eagles game plan this week, too. We're not going to let Saquon beat us on the ground. Easier said than done, but that's going to be the focus. Jones, you go ahead and you toss the ball 40-plus times and, and try to beat us that way. So I... I I'm in on Jones actually from just from that standpoint. I don't want to go chasing his five touchdowns from last week. I don't think that's going to happen again, but he's been very boomer bust. He's much like Jameis. He has the big games and the bad games. He has at least 300 yards and four passing touchdowns. He's done that three times over his last six games, right? And his last six games has been three awesome performances and three bad performances. No Ronald Darby. I think he'll be able to have some success throwing the football to the backfield to Barkley to Sterling Shepard, who I think you can trust in cash. Keep an eye on Darius Slayton. You know, he's been Jones's go-to guy all year long. So I like this game a lot from a fantasy standpoint. Greg Ward is still cheap. Probably going to lead all wideouts on the Eagles and catches. And Goddard played almost 100% of the snaps last week. So I think you're dead on there. Sanders is an RB1 on the season. He's going to finish as a top 12 running back yeah. this year, splitting touches for half of the season with Jordan Howard. And it's because of what he does in the passing game that you alluded all to, the all-purpose yards. It's the yeah, all-purpose. 11 receptions over his last two games, and you just go over the whole course of the year. I mean, 10 times he's had at least three grabs. It's huge from a rookie running back. So I think he's uh, I, he's definitely in play again this week. I'm telling you, and people are going to sleep on him next year too. They're not going to be in love with him because a lot of people want it to happen right away. Right. A lot of people in season long got yep. eliminated and didn't realize what was going on. He was yep. one of the pieces that helped me win a flex championship this year. I traded – uh, it was a deal. <laughs> Get this deal. I traded uh, Daniel Jones and Devin Singletary to our boy Matty Mo, and I got back, uh, I got back Miles Sanders and Andy Dalton. <laughs> and you know what? I got the better of that deal because <laughs> yeah, Miles Sanders was that guy. Well, Sanders, and, my fantasy MVP too. The past two weeks, Joe has just been uh, he's, he's been, been fantastic, so carrying people to championships. Uh, so there you go. That's Eagles, Giants, Titans, Texans. So Derrick Henry plays. I will consider Derrick Henry. Now, the question is, do you want to pay the Derrick Henry price? That's where we're at right now. So do you think, I guess the question really is, do you trust, not even think, do you trust the hamstring at 8,800 on FanDuel at 81 on DK, or is that too expensive for you? I think Kamara is the better all the better investment this yeah, week. Yeah, me too. But if you want to change things out, I can understand it because Derrick Henry's playing for something and we never know week to week who the hell knows who the Texans are. I don't care what happened last week in that Saturday right. game. I don't know who the Texans are and no one does. So can't trust do you, them. let me go through this. You can't trust the Texans. They beat the Pats and they lose next week to the Broncos and they clinch the division. This game is meaningless for them. Do they want to walk, knock out the Titans? It may, or maybe they do, but are they going to risk losing Deshaun Watson or Carlos Hyde or I mean, heck, DeAndre Hopkins? Like, probably not, right? They're already without Will Fuller. I think they're going to rest some guys. I think you'll see them play some guys in the first half, but I think in the second half they'll rest some guys, I think especially on defense. I believe all the reports that Tennessee, I'm sure that Henry's not 100%, but last week they couldn't clinch and they couldn't get eliminated. It was a meaningless game for them last week. It's all about this week. Take care of business and win. They wanted a full, healthy Derrick Henry 
And I like him on FanDuel, but I agree with you on DraftKings. 81 is too expensive. I'd rather Jones, because he's going to catch a few balls, or Mm -hmm. I'd rather spend down for Kamara. Miles Sanders. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of these guys. So I love you, Derek Henry. You've been so good to us here in the show, but you're just getting too pricey. Hamstring's an issue. What about AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill? 6,800 on DK for Tannehill, 7K for Brown. The FanDuel pairing is going to cost you 79 for Tannehill, 72 for Brown. It seems like it's a better DK investment just from the top of it. Yeah, I I, I could get behind this. I'd rather do this than than get involved with Derrick Henry. His Tannehill's just been so consistent. He's got at least three touchdowns, 23 fantasy points in three straight games. One of those games came against this very same Texans team, and I just mentioned I think that they're going to rest some guys. So I think Tannehill and A.J. Brown make a lot of sense. I mean, A.J. Brown just saw a lot of Marshawn Lattimore last week, and it burned him. I mean, his, he got a touchdown, but it came on a, an end around a rushing touchdown. They're going right, to find exactly. a way to get the ball to A.J. Brown this week. Well, that was like it for him. That was the one moment in the game. That was too. it. You know, so and and I kept telling everybody and they had that touchdown. I was like, oh, look, you're wrong. I said, am I? Let's let's watch the rest of the game. The rest of the game. That was it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was smart of them to do that on the other side of this game. um, I'm out on the Texans. I got nothing here. Like you said, I'm I'm worried about them just kind of pulling guys because there's no change. So, yeah, I I can't trust them here. Uh, Redskins, Cowboys. I got no trust in the Cowboys here. Now, the Redskins, Sims is an intriguing piece uh, because McLaurin's going to be out. So. I can understand getting involved in that price wise. He's just 4,700 over on DK. You pointed it out to me before we started today, just 6K over on Fandle. I actually thought he'd be a little cheaper on Fandle. <laughs> I thought six. Yeah, they're all over it. I was pretty they're shocked with the 6K price tag with on Fandle, but I mean, maybe they saw this come with McLaurin. I mean, he does have 21 targets in his last two games, three touchdowns over that span as well. There's nobody to catch the ball in Washington now. Yeah. No one at all. Nope, that's it. It's just him now with the Dallas side of the football. I don't know, man. I last I, I'm just the whole Jason Garrett thing, everything here. Now Dallas can still get in there. They oh, need yeah. the Eagles to lose. It's not they a lock to that win. the Eagles are gonna win either. No, it's they not a lock. Game for them. It's not, but that's why I want a lot of Eagle shares because I feel like the Eagles have gotta play and the Giants defense is awful. That's a good combination of things. So I'm very if there's a stack of the week I like, it's definitely the Eagles. That's the stack I'm looking for. So what are you looking for here out of the Dallas Cowboys? If anything, does anything with a price tag on it interest you in this game because they have a lot to play for and they're at home but my goodness we've seen them you know lose at home here we've seen them lose to the bills we've seen that's just not going well for them right now no it's not at all and Dak didn't throw the ball again all week you could tell last week he he was sailing throws he was under throwing guys and I think it was was it David Carr yeah or Daniel who's Derek's brother uh david Carr, his daniel yeah. yeah so he was on nfl network and he was talking about how he had an ac joint sprain uh, back in the day and just how it really messes with your shoulder. i had one i were, couldn't lift my shoulder were... for almost a year past like my ear like it was it was terrible oh and and if you watch the game last week i mean he was missing guys wide open everyone was complaining about amari cooper but there was some a couple points in that game where cooper was completely wide open and you just he overthrew it he underthrew it and one thing I noticed is that Zeke, you know, compared this year compared to last year, there's been a difference in terms of targets and catches. He hasn't been getting as many targets and catches out of the backfield this year as last year. But last week, he caught seven balls, all seven of his targets. And I think that has a lot to do with Dak not being able to throw the ball downfield. So there's a few checkdowns. I think they lean on Zeke here. I think everybody else, you're just rolling the dice. Like you're rolling the dice with Amari Cooper. You want to be contrarian and play him in the tournament. That's fine. He's very boomer bust. He's clearly not 100%. If I was to choose a wider to be Gallup, uh, but I am interested in Zeke because I think that he'll catch probably five or six more balls, a couple checkdowns, 
and he should be able to have more success running against the Washington Redskins as opposed to last week when he only had 13 carries. He just got away from the run. He just had no success against that Eagles run defense. So Zeke, I think, is in play this week. But again, there's just a lot. I, I think I'd rather Jones. No, I I, rather... I, dude, I'm with you. Command. I'm absolutely with yeah. you. Uh, Steelers Ravens is the tricky one, obviously, because you got the main pieces out of this one for the Ravens. Uh, Robert yeah. Griffin is at 51. If you want to go play that game against the Steelers D, I don't know if I want to. Justice, it looked pretty good last either. week, but I don't know if I want to do this. It's 4,600. I think it's going to be very chalky, very popular. You're going to see a lot of Justice Hill, CMC, and I just think you could do better. I think I'd rather have like Kamara and Miles Sanders. I think it's a much higher threshold of points so to me i'm kind of fading this game i'm not in love with this uh am i wrong or do you feel some love no here? it's gonna be like a 10-7 game mm-hmm. I just don't see any offense uh, another here. game i got no if, love for Colts edwards Jaguars was too. out i would yeah i'm out on that too i would just say this like if edwards was out i would like hill if one of them was ruled out i would like the other one you know what i mean like because Ingram's no, not gonna play and who do they value more if if they decide to rest hill then they probably value Hill a little bit more in the playoffs. And Gus Edwards probably gets a heavy workload. So it's I, just, you're I not going to know. That, you're just throwing out bars. Yeah, so There's know. no clarity. So I just think it's a big trap. And if you want to head your bets and do a lineup with each, okay, that's fine. Uh, Marlon Max, the only guy in the Colts team that I care about here against the Jaguars. And then the other one is Raiders Broncos. So uh, those are your last couple games here in the afternoon. Raiders Broncos, which I, uh, again, Washington was good last week. Um, I don't yeah. love on the road in Denver, especially this time of year. It's tough. It's a tough it assignment tough. here. It's a really tough assignment. It is. Me. Denver defense I actually like in this one. Um, you can play around. If you want to go down to the Cortland Sutton, well, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I got no issue with that. Uh, and then the last one's Cardinals-Rams here. Um, another situation where Kyler Murray on his own, I'm good with. I can I can handle that as long as he checks out. Seems like he's dealing with an illness, so just keep an eye on that. It's a little risky because of that, but he's trying to get that Rookie of the Year award. And on the Rams side of things, once again, who are the Rams? And how many guys are they starting or not? And because it's a later game, some things will be kind of in the books and they'll have a better gauge of what's going on. So this becomes a very difficult slate to attack. You can also separate here in the one and the four o'clocks and you'll have some clarity here with some scores in the one o'clock games that you could pick up some backups from the Rams or some backups from other teams that might be pulling guys. So keep an eye out on that. But uh, is there anything else in Cardinals Rams? You want to go back to this Kenyon Drake? Well, here one more time, one more yeah, time. I, th- I think we can. Yeah, actually, I think we can. I think Drake actually could be a cash game running back for you as well. Um, you know, listen, he's just he's earned this role at least. I mean, twenty six carries, four catches, three hundred thirty yards, six touchdowns. His last two games. I mean, he's he's had actually it's forty six carries. The guy has had a ton a ton of work over the last couple of weeks. Like he's definitely earned himself a new contract. And I think the touches are going to remain there. And it's too bad about the Rams. I saw, I mean, Sean McVay said earlier this week that he could potentially rest Goff, Gurley, Jalen Ramsey. This would be a game normally that I would attack. I mean, you get the narrative there later. Fitzgerald's last game, maybe he gets some catches. Christian Kirk probably not going to play in this game. So maybe he goes out on top. Like, and then the Rams just absolutely destroyed the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. But when you hear McVay talking about resting guys and they're just completely done now, I mean, I'd probably just avoid everyone in this offense. I wish, honestly, that they would just rule out Goff. I would play Blake Bortles. Yeah, I mean. He's like $4,400. Why not? Why not? Again, this is something you can pay attention. You can isolate the slates. You can make all that work. Now, we got to make one more time, one more thing work, and that's win some people, some swag. So let's do it. 
So this is the time of the show where we call our shot here with uh, some touchdowns. And uh, it's the holiday season. It's the season of giving. And LineStar app is going to give away some merch here. So Chris and I are going to each pick a running back and a wide receiver. We'll see how many touchdowns we can get. And the winner gets some swag. So I'm going to start first this week. I'm going to be selfish because it's the holidays. And it's all about me. Uh, No, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you the running back. Actually, you know what? I want to do the wide receiver first. Let's go Tyreek Hill catching a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes, maybe even two. So my wide receiver is going to be Tyreek Hill. Who's your wide receiver you're going with this week, Chris Maney, to find that end zone? I'll go with Cortland Sutton. I'll take Sutton. Uh, I know he hasn't been great lately. He's failed to hit the double-digit fantasy point mark in his last three games, but he does have 27 targets over that span. Back-to-back games, at least 10 targets. Against the Raiders, he's going to find the end zone. All right, so who are you going with at running back? I'll let you pick running back first. Who's your guy going into the end zone? I'll take a little bit of a chalkier play here in in Aaron Jones with no Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. They're going to find a way to give him his 20th, his 20th touchdown of the seasons, all the season, all those touchdowns that Devontae Adams had last year. And they've all gone to Aaron Jones this year. Well, I'm going to go with your boy on the Eagles, Miles Sanders. That's my dude. I went chalky wide receiver. So I thought you would go chalky with Alvin Kamara, who also is going to find the end zone again. But uh, I'm going to go here with uh, with Miles Sanders and the Eagles because I think he's just been on a real tear. His last six weeks have been brilliant. It's a big game. They're going to be out there. Giants defense is not good, but swag is, and I'm going to win somebody some swag. There you have it. Make sure you are following the Line Star app on Twitter at Line Star app at Line Star DFS at Line Star NFL. And also follow us at Joe Pisa PS17 and at Chris Meany. It's been an outstanding season. In the meantime, uh, this is the time of year again where Line Star app is going for NBA and NHL. And then before you know it, baseball will be back around. So we've had a really fun season here. It's been great. Week 17 is going to be in the books in just a few hours now. Not even weeks, just hours. It's amazing how close we are. So we want to thank everybody for listening, everybody who has played along in the games and won some uh, free merch. Chris Meany, I want to thank you personally. It's been a fantastic football season, our second year here doing NFL over at LineStar. And I want to thank Dan and Eric for all of their support. Absolutely fantastic job by those guys. Start to finish, it is one of the best places to be doing a show. And it's really because of the support we get. So Chris Meany, congratulations on another uh, season in the books here in NFL 2019. Hey, man, same to you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to work with you every day, talking football, baseball. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And tissue yeah, paper, all the things, all the important things. Yeah. yeah it's a good thing I got some tissue paper. I may, uh, <laughs> may need that kind of cry, kind of cry here as, as the season comes down to an end. But, yeah, no, you said it perfectly. I mean, the Line Star team has been so supportive, given us this opportunity. And, you know, hopefully we've won some money for some people. And hopefully, we know, we finished strong here. There you go. So go at it. Go have fun. And uh, that'll do it for me and Chris Meany, which means one more time, there's only one thing left to do, and that is break the huddle here on the pre-snap because there's nothing left to do except set down, win. Happy 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.